0: welcome to flip the switch on life podcast i'm your host jessica marie i'm an embodiment life coach here to help you live an empowered and soulful life i guide women towards self-healing to take back their power so that they can start living life by their own rules and embrace their true authenticity This podcast is your go-to where I will be giving you all the tools and resources to start the process of self-healing, doing the deep inner work, and developing your spiritual wellness. There is so much power in embodying your true self, but we often allow fear and comfortability control our lives, keep us playing small, and settling for less than we deserve. By learning to rewire your subconscious, you will discover your truest and your highest self. You will learn how to take back control and flip the switch on your life. So thank you so much for listening. Now let's get into the episode. Hello, welcome back to the pod for this week's episode. I have such a lovely guest, a great friend of mine, Miss Erica, who is a self-intimacy coach. And we're going to be diving into all things self-intimacy, emotional intimacy, and really talking about her recipe for success. Because in total transparency, success isn't just financial success. Success is not just what looks good on paper. It isn't having your business be built to six figures or feeling that your success is monetary, right, or attaching to something. We really talk about the depths of success in a space of really feeling fulfilled in all areas of your life and today we are going to be diving into what that actually can look and feel like when you start creating a relationship with yourself erica is a coach for the female business owner who wants to share more of her power and feel more confident in her voice as a leader This episode got super deep, super real. We had tons of laughs, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Stay tuned. Hello, hello, Erica. How are you? I am amazing. Had a beautiful morning
1: this morning to just ground myself into the day and into sharing all of the juice here on this podcast, and I'm so excited to be here and so grateful.
0: Ah, I'm so excited to have you here. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait. We were just chatting about all these and exciting things before we just started recording. Um, But I'd love to just kind of start with just tell us a little bit more about you and um, we'll kind of just take it from there. (laughs)
1: All right. (laughs) I feel like that's a really packed question. But basically, um, as you probably heard in the intro, I am a self-intimacy coach for women business owners. So self-intimacy to me means into me I see. So when we think of intimacy, we think of proximity to a person. But I like to say that the way in which you create proximity to a person is the depth in which you've created proximity to yourself. So how well do I know myself, my depths, my light, my dark, my peaks, my valleys, how well do I know myself without anyone or anything? Right. And through that, I believe that all things flow from there. You become magnetic to all your deepest desires. You become a energetic match to abundance. You attract like-minded people doing dope things and that is really where I feel the bread and butter is with stepping into your power and creating this zesty, juicy life of your dreams. So, I didn't just start here. <laughs> I would say it's been a journey. As Jessica, as you know, I we've known Cause each other. For a known long time. You,
0: yeah, because we've known each other since what 2018.
1: Yeah, bodybuilding days or yeah. post bodybuilding days, I should say. So, yeah, and basically I just allow, um, I give women the space, the permission to have confidence in who they are and power in their voice. So through that, that just creates a really powerful leader. But my journey, just to keep it short, I'll go, is it started in college. I went blacking out, drinking, partying, drugs, every um, like every day of the week, basically six days, five days a week, um, really out of control. And what I realized is it was a coping mechanism to the lack of confidence that I desired. Um, I guess the lack of confidence that I had and the confidence that I desired. And through that, I got out of college and I was like, okay, enough is enough. I can't keep doing this partying thing. I backpacked through Europe for almost two months And we drank every day. I came back and I was so lost. I was like, okay, now I'm in the real world. What do I do? And my thought process was if I get my body to a place that feels sexy and confident and I'm quote unquote skinny is what my thought process was at that point, then people would hire me and I'd be happy and then I'd find a partner. And so I went on this journey to hire a bodybuilding coach was in bodybuilding for three years on and off between. 35% body fat to 5% body fat, ping-ponging back and forth because I had such crazy disordered eating patterns. I was really good at bodybuilding to be honest, but when I wasn't in it, I was out of control. So from there, I ended up getting really sick and my disordered eating threw my body for a loop. I didn't have a cycle for three years and that landed me gaining sixty-five pounds in the course of about five, six, four, five, six five, six months, um, something around there. And I was in and out of the doctors. I had about seven different doctors. Uh, blood st- blood tests paper stack this about like three inches um, because I had so many different tests I had to take twenty-four hour urine samples. MRI my pituitary. I was really ill and really in a deep dark place. And I decided to seek out a holistic approach to healing. So I found a really beautiful naturopath, Chinese herbalist, and acupuncturist. And from there, my whole world shifted. The counting macros, disordered eating, putting sugar free diet, low calorie foods into my bodies came to a halt. And I found myself being guided out of the gym and into walking. Yoga, and I was so lost because I had anchored an identity on my body. And who was I without my body? I had no idea because I'd spent three years only working on my body. Um, Alongside bodybuilding, I ended up landing a corporate job and, and I was in corporate media sales. And from there, I felt like I was living two separate lives. So I would. Go to the gym in the morning at like 3, 4 a.m. work out, come home, eat breakfast, shower, leave my house by seven, get to my corporate job at 8:30. It was an hour and a half commute. Crazy. In LA. <laughs> yeah. That's LA life for you, right? Um, at any point if you want to stop me, you totally can, but I'll just keep going. For that, I would work. 830 to 530. And then I'd get off literally on the, on the mark. I wouldn't stay a minute over and I would drive to Gold's gym in Venice to work out again. And that was my life Monday through Friday.
0: So why were you working out twice a day?
1: Um, one for like cardio. The other one was, I just desired to be in front of, or around a community that was the best of the best. So I'm always- Gold's
0: Gym was always the best of the best. Yeah. If anybody like, has heard of Gold's Gym in LA, Like that's that was the place to work out.
1: Yeah, yes, exactly. And so my whole thing that has brought me to this point is just surround yourself with like-minded people that are doing what you're doing and maybe even doing it quote unquote better. And when I say better, it's maybe they're at a level that you're desiring to achieve. Not better in comparison- but better in they've just been doing it longer. They're, mm-hmm. They have more wisdom in it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, Then I was, you know, doing that for so long, and I just became so burnt out. And I had a beautiful angel who guided me out of corporate life. I uh, had a really steady salary, and into minimum wage personal training, um, where obviously we relate on this. Um, working at Equinox as a personal trainer.
0: Yeah. I just want to, like, I want to pause real quick too, because Erica's journey for me was so, um, I feel like we connected so deeply because we kind of were on the same path. Um, so for everyone listening, long story short, I was in the same position where I felt like it, it, for me to achieve this life and this um, dream partner, I needed to look a certain way. And that's how I got into bodybuilding. And then Eric and I connected and it was like, oh my God, we share the same values. Um, and what we really thought we needed to achieve to receive X, um, and something that you're mentioning around, um, Oh my gosh, I'm blanking out. Something that you mentioned around, um, like the Equinox part was when I met Erica I was like getting into personal training and she was like kind of transitioning out and she's like you should try Equinox it's amazing and it was but it's it's interesting how everything kind of transpired from this place of external validation
1: mm-hmm. and I think like everything in our on our path is And it adds to where we're going, right? Like we need those things, like understanding the external validation was our driving force to realize, actually I'm everything I need. I have everything I need within. And I don't, it doesn't matter what someone thinks about me. Like I am the, I'm sovereign in how I operate in my life. I'm free to express myself the way I want. And I didn't learn that for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Um, but yeah, so very, very powerful. And just as Jessica says that after Equinox, it was time for me to continue. I knew I wasn't to stay as a personal trainer, but my soul had a vision and to understand the vision. I knew I had to be in in person with clients first before I could connect even deeper with my clients online. And so, I ended up leaving Equinox and just doing my own personal training business. And I realized that was becoming a crutch, like my plan B for (laughs) a bigger vision I had for online coaching. Mm. And my biggest realization was I'm not going to grow this online impact or this step into the coaching space the way I want if I'm only half in and half out if I'm only one foot in and one foot out. And so I was on a backpacking trip, another one um, through Bali, Australia and Vietnam. And the last couple of days in Vietnam, my like, there was a voice that spoke to me in my head that said, you need to move to Denver, Colorado. And I was like, what the heck is in Denver? How am I going to do that? I have all these clients. It's what's paying my bills. I just what, spent two months backpacking. I've spent all the money that I have. Like, what the hell? And but I knew that that was such a strong voice. I had to follow it. So I got back home from my trip on December twenty fourth, so Christmas Eve, and I did my research and looked and you know realized that I have some beautiful family members who, who live in Denver, Colorado, and they're on my stepmom's side, but. Yeah. I decided to just give her a call and ask and say, "Hey, can I come try living in Denver for two months in your in your place?" And told them my big vision and what my plan was. And the they are the mo- the biggest catalyst to where I am today. And I always have to give them credit for that. But I lived with them for six months because of um, everything that was happening with the pandemic and. Yeah that's when my business just started to expand. And I was a holistic health coach through the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. And then I specialized in gut and hormone health. And then from there, I just started to have people reach out to me from the personal training world that wanted me to help them build online businesses because mine was growing and expanding. Mm. So I was doing like a parallel of business coaching. I went to school for journalism, um, business and media marketing. So I was doing that and then I was health coaching and I realized actually these same client or these clients that are working on two separate things actually have deeper underlying challenges that are blocking them from getting that quote that that set on set goal that they want or get to that destination that they want. And so that's when I really got into like hypnotherapy and I got into, um, just inner child work and shadow work and somatic processing. And one of the other big catalysts was my somatics uh, therapist and sexological body work, uh, coach that's here in Denver, Colorado. And from there, I realized everything's intertwined. Everything's connected. You can't just work on your physical body and hope that like, that's going to be successful. Or you can't just work on your like you get to work on you as an individual. And that's where self-intimacy became was birthed is we are from which all things flow. And so when we know our depths, like our inner child traumas, our sexual traumas, our limiting beliefs, our outdated narratives, the societal programming that we've adopted or inherited as our own, we realize we can unlearn these, deprogram these, and really recreate a perception of the world that aligns with what we know we're capable of, or our dream life, or what's on our vision board. And through that, yeah, it just continues to evolve. But that's yeah. basically my level. <laughs> Yeah, I was like high level, my body image challenges have completely dissipated. I feel so home, so sexy, so alive in my body. My business is soaring, right? So it's it's not, it wasn't because I worked on one thing. It's because I worked on myself, my inner world. I had an inner standing of what was transpiring. And I became a, I guess you could say, I took responsibility for everything that was happening in my external world.
0: Mm. I one, thank you so much for sharing all of that. That was such a beautiful. I think clump of all the highlights that you went through and kind of got you to this point. Um, But I think another part of that is too, it's like healing is something I think that just comes so organically when you're ready to do the work and um, the work that I do. And, you know, what Erica's sharing is like the self-intimacy part and specifically around like everything is intertwined. You can't just work on one part of your life and think that if I excel here, everything else is going to excel everywhere else. You have to go through all of the layers that creates ourselves, right? We're so multidimensional in that way. And it's such a beautiful part to hear that your one piece kind of really got you to this place of self-intimacy. And while you were speaking through this whole thing, something that I really want to kind of dive into is actually self-intimacy that just like really hit home for me because I think a lot of us are in this place where we're, you know, lack of a better term, healing has been kind of trendy in a way and self-love and all of these different things. Oh, try this, try this, you know, this for anxiety, blah, blah, blah. But it's like in total transparency, if we are not creating an intimate relationship with our emotions and intimate relationship with ourselves, how can we do that with somebody else? And then more importantly, how can we start working on different parts of our of our pie, like our wheel of life, if you will, if we are not really grounded in ourselves. And um, this might be a little, um, what is the word? This might be a little uh, triggering to some of you, but Erica, I'd love for you to share a little bit more of like your experience and what kind of got you into that self intimacy with, um, I know that you mentioned that was really big catalyst was the such sexual logical body work. Um, you don't have to go in super depth, but how does one, I guess, start with creating a a deeper relationship with themselves if they are in a place where they feel stuck with maybe within their mind, within like their business, within their relationships, what is like a foundation that they can start building off of?
1: Mm, I love <laughs> this. <laughs> um, great question, and I would say, what's coming up for me to begin is first of all, uh, self-intimacy is to acknowledge what is, what you're quote-unquote hating or not liking or not happy with in your life. And really being able to look at those and to see them and to say, okay, those are there rather than we're always trying to run from those things through mm-hmm. coping mechanisms, through things that distract us, like scrolling th- on our phones or watching TV. I don't even own a TV myself anymore. Um, And that's because it's forced me to sit with myself, right?
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: Things like overeating, drinking, to numb ourselves from what is truly alive. So the first piece, I would say, and you can kind of put these together or feel into what feels best for you, would be first creating the awareness around what is coming up that is causing you to feel unhappy, um, not satisfied in your life. And so you can do something like taking a, an inventory of your triggers. What triggers me in the external world? What do I get upset about? What sets me off? What gets my heart go heart rate, heart rate beating or racing? What do I get uncomfortable about when people talk? about. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a client who, who shared that there was a point where she had to mute me or, you know, not watch my stories because I triggered her. And she then said, I realized you were triggering me because you were living the life that I desired, or mm-hmm. you were speaking to things that felt really uncomfortable because I haven't sat with. Right. So paying attention to those triggers, she ended up realizing she's beautiful and does the inner work. She ended up realizing that the triggers was an invitation for her to be in my world. She ends up hiring me as a client, right? Which is so magical, but you can also look at your projections. So where are you not taking responsibility for things and projecting them to the people around you, to your partner, the to actions, friends. all of that. Yeah. 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 And where are you, judging people. So those that you judge is probably because it's something you desire. It's something that you, that you envy. And I would say when you envy something, it's because you know, that's alive and, cap- and you're capable of achieving that as well. So okay. when I say there's two things that would be really taking inventory and creating the awareness around what is it that is causing you to feel disconnected from abundance love and truth and from there it's creating safety in your body and that's I think what a lot of people miss in the healing world is they don't start a container they don't start their their journey with creating safety Mm -hmm. and safety ultimately means my nervous system is down regulated enough I'm out of the anxious thoughts and out of the fight flight freeze fawn Um, And I'm into my body where I'm able to be in a parasympathetic state, that rest, that digest, that relaxing, openness, right? Because if we're not there, then we can ultimately re-traumatize ourselves because we're trying to heal from a stressful state. We're trying to heal from a a triggered state, um, an anxious state. So it's really coming into how can i create safety in my body we can do that through so many ways i can go on and give a whole podcast on safety <laughs> in the body but really cultivating safety in the body and and i mean one one way is your breath right but the way you breathe can down regulate your nervous system if you're doing it through your
0: nose right so and so or someone point. could also work with somebody to have a safe space created correct
1: yeah and then mm-hmm. they ultimately would you know you would hand the safety back to the client. Like here's the safety base, but how can you create that within yourself? Mm -hmm. And I actually held a retreat and we went around. The first thing we did when we got there in the opening circle was how do you find safety? And basically everyone's answer was something outside of themselves.
0: Mm My pet,
1: my house, my partner, my friends, right? And then by the end of the retreat, so four days later, we asked again, And it was my breath or when I'm in my body, right? And it was all the things within them. So it's nothing you need is outside of you, but it's, that's why we have mentors is we can remind, we can be reminded of
0: like what we have as tools already. Yeah. That's so powerful. And something that I've really honed into is the safety component part of it, because I love the way that you put it, though, is that when we are trying to work through something that's coming up, whether that's a trigger or um, a trauma core wound, and if we are not regulated within our own selves, we can just re-traumatize ourselves and actually amplify what we're doing um, and reliving that. Because when we do work within ourselves or with a facilitator, we are kind of essentially putting ourselves back in to that trauma induced state. But when we are in a place of safety, we can heal through it from a different lens. Right. Mm -hmm. So I I love that you're emphasizing, like for anybody here looking to kind of deepen their relationship with themselves or deepen their healing journey from a perspective of, okay, there's something that's bothering me, triggering me, but I don't really know how to like move through it first finding your breath or getting into a place of safety within yourself to then break it down a little bit. So it feels digestible and how you can start moving through that. Beautiful, Erica. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah.
1: And yeah. So that would be like the first places I would, I would go to. And I think you said something about like putting yourself in a re-traumatized state. Yeah. Yes. You can, you, you're, you can revisit living it in a way. You can yeah, you can revisit, but I don't want to, you just. I don't want people to be scared of like, oh my god, I'm gonna have to go back to my traumas, right? Like, really, that they get to, um, they're they're sovereign in their own healing, right? And that's exactly what you share with your clients is that we can we can. There's so many modalities and tools that we can use that introduce you to, um, and keep you above and over, but not reintegrated in. Sometimes sometimes breath can take you there. Plant medicine can. But yeah, I think like there's so many ways to get about, to go to self, like to cultivate self-intimacy, which is like really powerful. And so like my next thing would be, um, once you're in the body, um, there's ways to start to deprogram those belief systems. So, You've already created the awareness and maybe you've just taken a log and then you've created safety and now you're coming into, okay, like how does that cultivate my belief system? So what, how do I understand my belief systems based off of those triggers, those projections, those judgments, since you can start to break those down. And there's two ways you can, you can work and it's, you can go into the unconscious mind, right. Through breath can get you there. um, Hypnotherapy. You can go in through um, basically whatever gets you into like an alpha or even gamma brainwave state, right? But through that is we get to unlearn what we were taught because when we are between the ages of three to seven, our cerebral cortex, which is our perceptual processing center, where we understand our perception of the world is not developed yet so we are just mirroring and modeling our caretakers our parents right our environment good versus bad yeah and from that we then take that on as our own and so we don't understand what is ours and what is what is not ours and so From there, we're just absorbing, 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 and we're just very emotional beings. So by the time eight years comes around, now our perception of the world has already been created, has already been um, crystallized. And so we get to unlearn that and deprogram that. So you can do subconscious work, right? Unconscious mind work. And we are up to 95% ruled by our unconscious content, meaning that the way we behave, our habits or behaviors or limiting beliefs or emotions are influenced, are, are, we're influenced by those. And so we work with the unconscious mind. And then you can also work with the, the, the physical body, the soma. The soma is our physical body, our tissues, our cells, our muscles, They hold trauma. And so you can start to do work that under that keeps you to understand how can I move this out of my body? Because sometimes we're stuck. We don't know why.
0: Sometimes we're we're in a place where we're feeling down, we're feeling unmotivated, we're feeling disconnected. Like you feel in your body like something's off, but you just don't, you can't like put your finger on it.
1: Yes. Yes. And like there's no logical understanding to it at times. And it's because through epigenetics, it states that we hold up to 14 generations of trauma in our bodies, sometimes it's not even ours. That's causing us to feel disconnected, right? Like I just was in a breathwork journey or breathwork uh, certification immersion. And I went in and I was moving and healing my maternal lineage, my maternal ancestors and all of their sister wounds and all of their judgments and. And shit talkings to one another, right? But it wasn't mine. I don't even have sisters, I've always had really beautiful friendships. Mm. So yeah, we just don't know at times. So really, like getting into our textures, into the layers, into that that depth, the depths of that. Um, and there's so many tools you can use for the physical body. Mm-hmm. Like I love that. You know, so embodiment practices, breath, um, somatic um, processing. So- like therapy. You can also do a lot of like feminine alchemy work. So womb work and Yoni mapping and breast massage. Um, and I could go on on
0: And overall, like for everyone that's listening, that might have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. Some people might be like, Oh yeah, F yeah. I Yoni map all the time. Um, where do you feel like, So overall, it's really just tapping into your body, getting really comfortable with like emotions that are coming up, sensations that are coming up in any way that feels good for you at the level that you're at, because I mean, you have done, how, how long have you been doing this work now? Like five, six years, I think like around five years. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, for you, you've, you've really got to explore the depths of yourself by just being in the journey, you know, and I think for a lot of people, when we talk about intimacy with ourselves, it's just really getting to a place of just acknowledging what your body's feeling Mm -hmm. and getting curious, I guess you could say too, and feeling that there's something on the other side of just diving into yourself. And Mm -hmm. there's so many parts to this and so many layers. And that's why I'm I'm so excited to have you on because you've been I mean, I haven't even touched the surface of the depth that you've even, you're just like describing right now. Um, but I'm now at a place to explore it more because I feel ready for it in my journey. Cause I've been on my healing journey for like a little over two years now. Um, but I kind of want to pivot a little bit. So developing self-intimacy is like number one I think I can even say that I think understanding your emotions at a deeper level will literally change your life it'll change your relationships it'll allow you to unlock your purpose it'll allow you to just live a life that's more aligned to you just period in any way shape or form whether that is breath whether that is just feeling somatically through an experience um but I want to kind of pivot now a little bit into like this part of like Okay, so we understand healing is needed. We understand that self-intimacy is key to everything, as you just said. Um, But tell me more about like your success and like your own definition of that, because you run a multi six-figure company now, which is amazing to even just witness that. Like you are just such a badass woman and I love you so much. Um, But tell me more about like, what do you feel like was really helpful for you to really like hone in your success and not necessarily just financially, but just more of like creating this empire of yourself and of your, of your brand and also defining it when you do kind of have these places where, you know, you're not really feeling your best, if you will. Cause we're all, we're all going to be in that way where we're having these doubts, if you will, of ourselves. But yeah, what, what do you feel like is your definition of success? Mm, Okay. Okay. So, I would say what's got
1: me to this place is self intimacy. But. (laughs) (laughs) Is everybody listening? (laughs) Um, A good motto I like to live by is contraction welcomes curiosity. So, Mm -hmm. where you're feeling that there is stickiness or you're upset with where you are, or you don't have the financial freedom to show for what you're doing or you're, you know, something in your external world just doesn't feel right. Is we get to most of the time we just get frustrated at it. It causes us anxiety and then we numb and distract rather than these sticky places being like, Ooh, this is an actual invitation to come even deeper home to my truth and what I'm here to share. This is a invitation to learn myself more and to learn the lessons in this contraction. But if we're not curious, we don't get curious, which a lot of people don't because it's scary. It sucks to face your, your shit. Right. Yeah. And um, yeah, even my, I'm going through a challenge and a challenging season. Currently, I'm always like to keep it real with you. Right. Is, and my brother said something is like, really keep it humble. And I started to feel like my ego was getting inflated because of what I'd created. I also rhyme and, you know, stuff for, for living too. So, (laughs) um, but, and that was something that, that I was like, Oh, wow. Okay. I allowed him to reflect that back to me. And I didn't take it like Screw you, I took it like "Mm, okay, thanks for that reflection. Let me go now integrate this. So really what what success, what has gotten me to this place, quote unquote success, is the curiosity, really understanding that anytime I face contraction, every time I face a really low vibrational time, um, I get to lean into those emotions. And I didn't really speak to a lot of like emotional intimacy, but That's really feeling those textures like you spoke to really understanding what is underneath the anxiety because anxiety is an emotion. And Mm. then with those emotions, can you sit with them? Can you feel them? Can you move them through your body? Because an emotion is just energy in motion. And without motion, the energy is stagnant, Mm. right? So using your body to physically transmute or to um, integrate those emotions into your being so that, and then my definition of success is when you're living a life that feels exciting, when you're living a life that feels zesty, that feels powerful. And it's not, success is not what you've built. It's not about money, right? It's about how do you feel in your day-to-day life? Do you have the freedom that you desire? Are you making an impact in living a purpose, a life of purpose? Mm-hmm. Are you are your relationships around you fulfilling? Do the conversations you have ignite your soul, light you up? And beyond all of that, I think is success really to me is can you find the beauty? in the little things every single day, because when we look at success, a lot of times we're looking at an, at a destination or an outcome or comparing to someone else's level of wealth. And really what I think is like the other day I was sitting on my balcony eating oatmeal and I was like, wow, this almond butter is so amazing. Like, just think about how these almonds came from the earth and then someone had to you know, smash them and churn them and, and put them in this thing. And now they're on my shelf and now they're literally on in my bowl. And it's so yummy. It adds to the flavor, right? So Mm. like finding the, the excitement in the little things. And I think that's why we get humbled is because we forget that every little moment adds to what we maybe view right now as success. Mm. And the more we can become intimate with life, like, yes, intimate with ourselves first, intimate with life. Like, can I look at the other day another thing? I was walking to the park and there's all these geese. Geese? Goose? Geese? Yeah, I don't geese, know. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> um and this is really interesting, but this is how my mind works. I was walking and witnessing all of their poo on the ground. And I thought of this like, wow, like they eat this grass. They swim in the water and then their poo's green. Amazing. And it was just like really beautiful to be like, that's so natural. And it's like not disgusting. It's really like a circle of life. And it's like that they're nourishing their bodies with the grass and the greens around. And so
0: right.
1: it's like that intimacy with life. Like how can I feel the water that I go into in the ocean or in a lake, like cleanse my pores, and when you do it from that place, you're doing it from like a pure love for life. And when you're doing it from a pure love for life, people feel that people feel you're you radiate. And last little example is I was just traveling through Greece for five weeks and I was just taking every moment as a lesson. <laughs> Everything that I was going through from the sunset to me getting a free glass of wine to, um, the the little things that were adding up to make sure that everything was so smooth. I was like, wow, the lessons in this. And I was just taking every lesson, I'm divinely guided and I can trust, right? Like everything had a lesson. And so it's when you make, when you don't just like frolic through life without intention, it's when you really are intentional about how you live. That's long winded explanation that's what success means to me. And through that, all things flow, the aligned partners, the, f- the friendships, the money,
0: the, the, abundance. Soulmate client, the impact, the abundance. Wow. Mm. I love that. It, it's, it's also, you know, being grateful and, and coming back to gratitude for the life that you're living, even if it doesn't really seem so, you know, extraordinary like you said if there's something externally out in life that's not necessarily giving you that validation it's how can you how can you step deeper into abundance how can you get more grateful how can you literally take every single thing that you're doing and and see it for what it is and um getting into a place of what is the word i'm trying to look for getting into appreciation yeah and and just really breathing in the fresh air that you're living. And every everything that you were giving an example, with, I was just like visualizing and there's a park over by my apartment and um, it's just so, it's so peaceful. And it's like really just taking that time to slow down and just really breathe into life is just happening and everything is working the way it's supposed to. And you are so divinely guided and you can trust. Oh, I love that so much. And I think that's like such a beautiful place to kind of wrap up this episode with and um, uh, just a lot of golden nuggets right here, Erica. (laughs) I'm like lit up. I'm like, I have a client right after this and I'm like, she's getting all the magic. Oh yeah. Right. I'm lit up too. (laughs) Um, So my last question would be, where can we connect with you? And do you have anything that you're working on right now that we could get involved with? Like just... Any, anything that we can be in the know about right now?
1: Yes, so much magic. I feel like I've been in like this sacred void where nothing has really been happening to the outside eye. But um, that's really where the magic come from, comes from. is like when we don't force things and we just allow them to be downloaded into our spirit and then we can execute them into the physical world. But to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram first and foremost. Um, I have my own personal Instagram which I'm sure will probably be in the show notes, but it's Erica Hepperly. And then my, um, business Instagram, which is fearless.fem.project. And that will be in the show notes probably. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my website has a powerful worthiness and wealth, um, nine step workbook. So if you just go to my website, fearlessfemproject.com, uh, you could download that and, I would say right now, my jam is TikTok. I'm obsessed. So fun, right? I love TikTok. so fun. So that's Elevation, Erica. And what's coming out right now is a program called Discovering Your Fearless. That is a 16-week mastermind. So it's module work and weekly group uh, activations to cultivate deeper self-intimacy. And that would be for someone that is really curious about all these aspects of, uh, self intimacy. And then down the line, we're launching some really cool, more deeper intimate work. So the feminine work that we're talking about with like the Yoni wand, oh, Yoni mapping and womb work. Um, so those will be coming out as well, more around the body and the somatic, uh, processing, but. We haven't launched those yet so we're not going to speak to much of those but yeah thank you for giving me the space to share thank you for having me you're so amazing i appreciate this conversation it just every time we share these talks it just ignites me and reminds me of what i can share with the world
0: mm-hmm. erica thank you so much everyone go connect with her i will link everything in the show notes and uh thank you so much for your friendship for your place on this platform to just really speak your piece. You're such an inspiration and I love you so much. I love you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Flip the Switch on Life. Please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you appreciate the show, please jump over to iTunes, give us some stars. If you're feeling for it, write a review. And if you wanna learn more about these topics that we discussed today, check out the show notes for more information, or you can also come hang out, shoot me a DM on Instagram. Instagram is Jessica Marie Stepp, and I will see you guys next week.